Welcome to The Talk with It's On Us McGill, a new, easily digestible podcast where we'll talk about sexuality, student advocacy on university campuses, and an end to sexual violence. As a quick content warning, due to the nature and mission of our organization, there will be some discussion of sexual violence education. So please be mindful of your own well-being and don't forget that you can take a break at any time. I'm Eve and this is The Talk in association with TVM, Student Television at McGill. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Anna, do you want to go first? Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Anna. I'm a third year political science student with a minor in religion and globalization and international development studies. And this is my second year with It's on Us Miguel. I am Emily. Um, I am working on my master's degree in musicology. Um, I'm working on my thesis now, and this is my second year on the exec for It's On Us McGill as well. Awesome. So um, for those of you who are listening who don't know, I'm Eve. Um, I am VP Video and Graphic Design at It's On Us McGill, and this is my first year with It's On Us. So I'm sort of learning how everything works and seeing what the team is like at McGill. So um, I know that you guys have obviously um, like been involved a little longer and student advocacy on campus is something that's really important to you. Um, so for people who might be going to university in the fall or people who haven't been very involved in like student advocacy organizations specifically, how would you guys like, how did you get involved with this type of club? Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, Anna and I have had different experiences, I'm sure. Um, for me, I was actually already in my undergraduate when It's On Us kind of began in September 2014. Um, and so I remember all of, you know, the commercials and the, the really big push for this organization um, and really wanting to get involved. The undergraduate um university that I I was at at the time didn't have an It's On Us chapter. And so I remember when I came to McGill and I learned that there was an It's On Us chapter there, I was really excited and and I really wanted to be involved. Um, But I think in terms of, you know, just generally learning about student advocacy groups, uh, I think using, I mean, activities night and and going through SMU to see what different organizations are on McGill's campus, because there's so many. And I think really just finding something um, that you're passionate about, and that can kind of fuel that desire to, to recognize, you know, that it it is unpaid labor, that it is going to take a decent chunk out of your time. Um, But but as long as it's something that you really care about, and that you love, you know, you're, you're kind of happy to get that. It's strange trying to reckon with that, at least in my experience as a student, trying to find the balance between like doing unpaid labor for extracurriculars that you care about and stuff versus like actually understanding the value of your work and of your labor. And I think It's On Us does a really good job of sort of being an organization that acknowledges that students have their life outside of extracurriculars and sort of kind of like integrates that very well in my opinion 
Um, Anna, I know that you're involved in a lot of other organizations on campus. Anna is also a member of Greek Life on campus and is really involved with RSM and McMahon. So like, how do you sort of find balancing being a student leader specifically and being a co-president of an organization where you're charged with a lot of tasks? Yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of students um, who are very involved have to find that balance. And for me, it comes down to prioritization and understanding what effort is needed where at any given time. So especially with a club like It's On Us McGill, there can be lots of quote unquote crises that can happen relating to sexual violence that require immediate attention. Uh, whereas something like IRSAM or, or planning for a conference is more of a a long, slow burn leading up to that that period of time. Whereas it's on us, while there is a lot of pre-planning, we have a very capable team, but a large part of what Emily and I do as presidents is responding to things as they come up in a way that can support the survivor community and work toward finding solutions. So I think understanding what you're getting yourself into beforehand is always helpful, but Sometimes that's not possible. So doing your best to kind of find your where your priorities lie for each uh, club, as well as maintaining your schoolwork and academic life. Yeah, I think that like the point you're raising about crises is something we're definitely going to come back to in a second. But I think it's also really great to have co-presidents this year, especially in a year where it's been very heavy at McGill for crises related to sexual violence. So I think it's been a really good way for you guys to sort of like delegate the tasks a little bit and be able to sort of lean on each other for support logistically and things like that. So Emily is a master's student, you mentioned earlier. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about what it's like being engaged with extracurriculars on campus after undergrad um, and any differences. Obviously, I know you had a very big difference in your undergrad to your master's, but um, you know what that sort of felt like doing that transition and still maintaining being um, really involved on campus um, as a postgrad student. Yeah, um, I think for me, um, I, I kind of did that like really busy in, you know, four or five different um, clubs or organizations in my, my undergraduate. And I think balancing that, it, it's just kind of a, a different kind of work, at least in my experience. Um, and so that, you know, I was kind of slightly involved in a bunch of different organizations on campus there and then managing my schoolwork. And then for me coming to grad school, um, you know, really making sure that I only got involved with, you know, one or two organizations. And so last year I was uh, VP programming for It's On Us McGill. And then I also served as uh, the VP of equity um, for the Music Grad Student Society. Um, and that was definitely quite a bit trying to manage two executives plus my grad school work, um, all of the research and, and additional thesis work that I was expected to do. So then I knew when I was preparing for this year and running for 
um, you know, the co-president position with It's On Us, I really wanted to just focus on one organization. That way I could, I could do a deep dive and I could be available for these, you know, crisis situations and at any given moment, just like really being around. Totally. I think it's really smart to not um, stretch yourself too thin. And like, that's something people should always recognize when they're getting involved with extracurriculars so that they're able to actually devote all of their time to the things they want to. Um, So I also want to talk about how holding a student position like this uh, means that you kind of have a lot of responsibility. Um, And at least in the case of McGill, where there's been a lot of anger at the administration for the handling of sexual violence cases, um, we want to sort of talk about what it's like dealing with anger from the student population and how it feels being a student leader in that context. Um, So kind of feeling like you have a lot of weight on your shoulders, Um, even something that I've noticed uh, as someone who joined the team this year having never been on it before when people ask about um, the activities of like past executives and things that it's on us has or hasn't done in the past and I'm like well I didn't even know the organization existed at that year Um, so like what does it feel like as leaders having to answer difficult questions from students and something we'll get on to later essentially like being one of the links between the administration and students, that's a really big burden to bear. And um, like, how does it feel (laughs) being responsible for that? It is definitely stressful. (laughs) And (laughs) I think was a bit unexpected for both Emily and myself when when we stepped into this role, we could not have foreseen all of the things that this year would have brought. Um, pertaining to some of the reputation that the organization had before. uh, I can't speak for Emily, but for myself, I knew that at its core, this mission is incredibly important and very valuable to the student population. However, decisions made in the past by by previous executives uh, weren't always the best representation of that mission. So I think knowing that and and sitting on different executives allowed me to come in with a clear mind for how we wanted to change things and become more of a voice for the student population about consent-based education and making sure that the student body felt heard and was able to be engaged and not excluded. So I think we kind of purged a lot of how It's On Us was run uh, previously, both because of everything being online and because of we just wanted to to tighten things up a bit by creating more uh, bureaucratic framework, for lack of a better term, to ensure that both executives and general members are are protected and that the organization can have some more um, longevity and not be taken down by, individual members yeah totally and like something like I feel like you guys did a really great job (laughs) of that when like I joined we were able to like fully have a meeting and like brainstorm like what the current executive want the organization to look like this year and going forward which is kind of a really good way to sort of take stock of where the current executive is at and what the current exec feels about the organization so I think that was really useful and um 
something that we got to do as an organization this year was have some direct communication with the administration, which is been something that a lot of organizations at McGill have really struggled with for a long time to be given that platform. Um, and that was a lot of responsibility and was pretty unexpected for you guys. Um, so first of all, with regards to that, like how did you go about securing a meeting with the McGill administration? Um, and like, what were, did you expect that they were gonna let you talk to them? Um, what kind of things did you go into that request hoping for? Yeah, so, um, you know, meeting with the administration and being given that platform kind of took us by surprise too. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we do not want to, to co-opt anyone's labor or movement, um, but we had, you know, emailed the administration expressing our frustration with, um, you know, a, a seeming lack of response or, or how they were responding to, you know, a given situation with regards to sexual violence. And uh, they actually came back and asked us to meet, um, which, which was at least for me unexpected. Um, <laughs> yeah, they responded so guess, almost immediately. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we recognize that we're not the student body. We can't speak at large for, for the student body. And so we have been trying to, you know, take advantage of these meetings and encouraging them to have more direct communication um, with the students. Yeah. Um, I think Kate in our um, a meeting, another one of our executives, she actually brought up that, that you know, it, it's more than just sending out messages to the students. It also needs to take some listening from them as well and really making sure that you are hearing out the students. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, I feel like especially getting that direct line of communication back and meeting with someone and like them being extremely nice and things like that like it was important for us that we continue to be like really really clear about the demands that we have and the disappointment that the whole student body has felt with the handling of sexual violence at McGill so I feel like it was a it's kind of crazy having the transition from all of this being hypothetical to all of a sudden you have what feels like the weight of the student body on your shoulders. Yeah, it can be really hard to walk the line between wanting to be an activist who is incredibly passionate about this topic and wanting to make immediate and drastic changes to better help your community mm -hmm. and also understanding the confines of the institution that you're trying to work in. So that was something that we talked about a lot as a team was how can we how can we kind of meet in a place where we can both be heard, both us and the administration to to come forward with some solutions that are that are better for the survivor community in general. And hopefully over the next few months we will see some of those tangible changes start to happen. Yeah, and like something else that we discussed too was that, you know, It's On Us is a small slice of the whole student community and only a small fraction of the number of people who are not happy with how McGill has handled sexual violence cases. So do you wanna share a little bit about 
um, what kind of things we did as an organization to make sure that we were really representing student voices and things like that. Yeah, we have tried to create a couple of different platforms that are you know, new to us this year. So we have launched kind of an, a couple of open forums, which were just basically um, a space for other members of our community to come in and speak with our con- uh, executive team and, and to bring any concerns that they wish for us to, to take and relay to administrators. Um, we had one in December before our first meeting with the Miguel administration. And then we had another one at the beginning of February before our second meeting. Um, we also put out a Google, Google form on our, um, it's linked on our Instagram, I believe still. And I think it's also on our website um, where you can share the same thing. You can share any criticism that you would like for us to bring to administrators, uh, any kind of complaints there. I think the these forums were important for us because, again, yeah, as, as we said, we're a really small group in the in this population, and so we can't know how how everyone's feeling. But the very least, what we can do is bring, you know, try to open up a bit and and bring different perspectives uh, to the administration, and again still encouraging them to have this direct communication. Um, So we have wanted to be really transparent with all of our meetings with the administrators. Um, So before our first meeting, you know, we published what our goals were going into the meeting, what we were asking for from administrators. Um, We published our agenda afterwards with our recommendations um, for action items from them. Um, before this second meeting, we have also, you know, released our agenda that we shared with them as well. Um, and we just think that this is, you know, we we don't want this to be a closed door meeting. We, we wish it could be open. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it hasn't been able to be that way, then then we're trying to make it as transparent as possible what's happening in those meetings. Okay, so just finally, I want to ask you, um, for people who haven't read all of our posts and things like that, what was it like actually meeting with the administration? um, And what sort of things did they say um, that you can kind of relay to the student body to make people a little bit have a little bit of hope for the future at McGill? Sure. Um, I think our overall consensus as a team who went to that meeting was one of cautious optimism about how the administration plans to proceed. It was very clear to us that none of the five administrators and staff members in the room wanted to cause any harm to any students at McGill, but also hold an obligation to the institution of McGill, which is a bit Uh, less flexible than I think a lot of students would like. For example, not being able to talk about any specific cases pertaining to any Mm -hmm. students or discussing anything in detail, which is really frustrating because especially when there have been some very public cases at McGill, that's that's something students really want to know about. But that's one of the things that that can't really change. I think um, the approach we came in with was looking at the overall policies and the gaps in between those policies and treatments of survivors at McGill. So looking at 
you know, your policy says this, but survivor testimony and experience says that that doesn't actually happen. How can we work to fix that? You know, and things about awareness and transparency. It's great that these policies exist and that these systems to help people are there, but what good are they to students if they don't know where they are or how to use them? So I think raising some of those very, in our minds, very obvious points was very eye-opening for a lot of the administrators. And I think they've greatly appreciated the input from students, especially when students are able to acknowledge that there are things that the administrators can't talk about, but instead focusing on the things that, that we can talk about and we can work on together will hopefully lead to a more positive result. Yeah. And I'm hopeful for the fact that we're going to be able to keep, like now we have it, keep this sort of line of communication open with administration. And while I think we're doing a good job of acknowledging that, you know, the administration needs to do more than just talking to us, it shouldn't be on us as an organization to compile all of these reports and take them to administration. Administration needs to be able to do that themselves. Um, but I think this is a really great start for us and for hopefully our relationship with admin going forward. So I'm Absolutely. very hopeful. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of the work that you guys have done. So um, I just, I'm excited for the rest of the McGill community to hopefully see some changes from administration. So yes. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Um, well, that's everything that I want to cover today. Uh, I will totally be excited to have you guys back on for other topics later on in the semester. Um, we will be having an episode with our wonderful VP Equity, Kate, in the coming weeks. Um, and for anyone listening, don't hesitate to reach out to us if you're interested in general membership um, and follow us on social media so that you can hear all about our updates with administration um, and further resources for getting involved with the fight to end sexual violence on university campuses.